The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we're back here on Analysis. Just, just a programming update for tonight, 9 o'clock, right on Channel 12. Finding Your Roots with Henry Louis Gates Jr. Tonight, we explore the family trees of activist Angela Y. Davis and former Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson. That's tonight at 9 p.m., Finding Your Roots. And then at 10 p.m., Fight the Power. Explore the unstoppable rise in the popularity of hip-hop in the 1990s. The series finale examines the role hip-hop artists played in electing Barack Obama to President of the United States. Also examine young, young Jeezy's song, My President is Black, as an homage to this historical moment, featuring artists P. Diddy and Jay-Z in archival interviews, as well as sit-downs sit with Chuck D, Killer Mike, Ice-T, Fat Joe, MC Light, and academic Dr. K. Whitehead. That's tonight, right? Fight the power, explore the unstoppable rise in the popularity of hip-hop in the 1990s. When you're talking about Chuck D, a public enemy, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, he and I actually had a conversation on Twitter one time, and uh, that, was, that was cool. And then you got Ice-T, Fat Joe, MC Light, Killer Mike. Wow, that's not going to be good tonight. Of course, you know, the featuring artist, uh, P. Diddy, um, that's um, Sean Combs and, of course, Jay-Z with Sean Carter. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be a good show tonight as well. We're going to start the table talking a little bit. I want to do my housekeeping. I know we got Ducks, Ducks Cole uh, in the fold already. You know what I'm saying? Um, had a great sample on Friday. 260 negatives and two positives. That's a ratio of 130 to 1. We take that ratio, man. You know, we bathe in that ratio. You know what I'm saying? So we good. We got 52 actives in the territory. 28 on Saint Croix. 22 on Saint Thomas. Two on Saint John. Okay. Nationally, still holding strain at 10 percent. Hospitalizations down to 28,170. And uh, we got um, we averaging 378 deaths per day. That's that's a high number. You know what I'm saying? But comparatively speaking, to our worst days. It's a very low number, but still too high. Need a number to get to zero. Okay, and uh, the marketplace on Friday, that was actually up 129.84 points, closing just under 34,000 at 33,826.69. 17 of the 30 blue chip stocks saw gains on Friday. Now, NASDAQ was down 0.58%. S&P was down 0.28%. And uh, Russell 2K was actually flat 000 so that was interesting because that means it probably had some late activity that got the Dow uh, over the top. Because normally when you see these other three indices, right, at flat or uh, negative, uh, something was going on. So it probably had some late activity that didn't necessarily uh, impact those uh, indices as well. So uh, I want to thank the Orchid Society. And congratulate them at the same time, right? Don't forget this weekend, Saturday the 25th and Sunday the 26th. Okay, St. Croix Orchid Society, Inc., the Orchid Diamond Extravaganza. 60 years they're in business, 
and this is the 51st show that they're going to be holding down there at uh, St. George's, uh, Estate St. George's Village. So, good first hour in the book for the week. You know, I had a long weekend, so I was sleeping in late Saturday and Sunday and Monday. You know, but then, uh, you know, I had to do what I got to do this morning. And it was good weather. When I got in the car, it was saying 76 degrees. It wasn't breezy, though. It wasn't breezy as it normally has been uh, for the first part of the year. Doc school. you're there in the mix, or what? Good morning, Mr. President. How are you? Hey, man. Good to hear your voice. You've been, you've been excused for the last couple of weeks. Glad to have you back in the fold. Thank you, sir. I, I know you guys had a good time. Uh, I'm happy to be back. Uh, let me say good morning to the individuals who listen to analyze this, the number one listen to program in the Virgin Islands, and I'm sure throughout the world from <laughs> 10 a.m. every morning where you are. <laughs> I learned two, two big words today. Too big one, too, too big flower one today, so you know what I mean? I'm going to study them, so I, the next time I see them, I could just, just flow off the tongue, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, I, my, I, I like that one. My mom was a member of the Orchid Society, man. She used to have some beautiful orchids. As a matter of fact, I still have two of them uh, that she gave me uh, in my garden. So she was there. She was a member of the Orchid Society, so, you know, big up to the Orchid Society, uh, they do a wonderful job in presenting uh, those orchids to the community. Without a doubt, you know, dendrobium. That's the first word I learned today, right? Yeah, the, ben the dendrobium, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a nice, that's a nice orchid. Yeah, the, the, the dendrobium. And then, and then uh, hold on, I'm, I'm going to get the next one. Uh, Paphiopedilums. Paphiopedilums. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> Paphiopedilums. That's six, right? Six syllables. Paphiopedilums. Yeah, yeah. So. So, um, so I, I learned two, two words today. I go incorporate them in my vocabulary. Yeah, the Neville, the there's a big word, the etymological name <laughs> of those orchids. Yes, sir. I like that sometime, one. Sometimes give you a problem on the tongue. Yeah, yeah, um, man, yeah. Man. So you got to, you got, but sometimes you got, you just got practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got practice. Um, Rocky, then, Rocky, then in the mix yet, or what? Rocky ain't calling yet. He should be calling sometimes. What about Ronnie? Ronnie, Ronnie chime in yet? Not yet. So ducks look like we look like that man penalizing and why you go solo since you ain't been here. Yeah, I go solo because I was absent. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. You know we had the President's Day weekend and uh, President Biden covertly flew over, flew over to Europe and was in uh, Ukraine yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and President's Day went and meet with the President of Ukraine and um, President Biden is big on making sure that democracy um, has has a staple. Uh, in in the free in, in the free world, man, he's very serious about this. And and, and to me, he kind of daring, he kind of daring, um, and Putin, right? But 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 by going into going into Ukraine uh, at, at any time, you know, he pretty much telling Putin, go ahead, no, I don't know, man, do something. <laughs> yeah, you see, I, I you see that the President Biden is a very thoughtful thinker in terms of governance and he is doing things to make sure that Neville that the United States as a government definitely tries all they can to continue spreading democracy and show support for those who are putting forth democracy and in in Ukraine democracy basically is on the table. 
it's on the table. And whether or not it's going to be taken out is a problem. So that is what I think Biden is doing. He is showing, hey, we're for democracy. And whatever it takes, even if I have to go into, into the theater of war, I'm going to go there to show that as the leader of the free world, the president of the United States, the cradle of democracy, I want them to know that that's where the United States are. In spite of Neville, where others may believe in autocracy and want the spread of autocracy, Biden is out front doing that. You know, you know what's 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 funny with um with with, with Putin is that Russia, you know, he, he wants he wants to have his cake and eat it too. Um, Russia as a communist country, you know, they weren't into capitalism. You follow what I'm saying? And then and then and then uh, when Gorbachev, when, when Reagan tell Gorbachev, knock down them wall, man, it's time for her to come in there. And 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 so many Russian oligarchs and billionaires were created as a result of that. So he want capitalism and dictatorship at the same time. That's like oil and water. That ain't gonna work. Well, you, you, you gotta you, you gotta choose, and he's playing both ends against the middle. Yeah. The fact remains remain that capitalism. He he produced oil, and oil is sold on the market, and that is how he fuels his economy, and it, it's sold based on a capitalistic principle. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. But then, but then he wants to be dictatorial in how this is done. I mean, matter of fact, he tried to uh, influence uh, those oil guys to say, "Listen, man." When remember when the president when the election was was coming, the the midterm election was coming that the price of oil was going to be rocketing up. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I was looking at it yesterday in advance of today's show, and I see where West Texas crude in the high seventies, Brent Brent dung at eighty three dollars a barrel. So yeah. so so basically, you know, as a leader of a country, and we got Ronnie Russell on the line. Um, as a leader of a country, you can want what you want to know, but the marketplace can dictate what really going on. And that's what that's what he needs to understand. Yeah, but but it looked like he he need to understand it, but he don't want to understand it because right. he is in such 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 love of power that a lot of the times. And I want to bring Ronnie in uh, here. Good morning, Ronnie. Uh, morning, morning. Glad, glad you could join us. And Neville and the wonderful audience. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie, the, 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 the question I want to ask you right off the bat is, you know, a lot of times when um, you got folks like Putin, they, they, they want you to think that they're powerful, but in reality they're living in fear, you know, because, because they can't function if things aren't absolutely how they want it to be. Yes, and you know something, you're discussing a very important topic. Could a dictator work in a de democracy? And that's a very important topic. You're saying that a hybrid under, in this circumstance yeah. doesn't work, and it doesn't work. Because he's pretending that he is not a dictator, but he is operating that... Nothing can go unless he decides how, when, and where. And that is the problem with some of the dictators. But you know that people have elected <clears throat> over the years the same person who might be considered a dictator, but they were 
subject to a vote. And we have, you know, we have some leaders in the Caribbean been around for a while, and people might think FDR was not a dictator, but he was a loved president, and he solved, you know, his times during tough times, and people liked him, and he sort of was able to scare the court into packing the court, and he did a lot of things in America that couldn't have been done. And people think that he was like a dictator. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, it's important that we make that distinction. Yeah, but but, but he okay. had but but you bring up a good that's a that's an excellent uh, example there because he actually had um, the mandate and the authority to be dictatorial because they were we were coming out of depression and exactly. and we needed stern leadership at that particular time and not only yes. stern but discipline. In other words, yes. you can't. You, 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 the, 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 the stock market, I mean, the marketplace crash, right? Because remember now, this is all about paying for World War One, you know. And that's the thing yeah. that, that that's the thing that people don't really understand, you know. Normally, when you got a recession, it'll happen after you had to expend money for something that ain't really benefiting the country, right? Exactly. When we had the when we had the Great Recession, and we were senators at that time in two thousand eight, that was because of the Iraqi occupation. Right, and and and, and 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 coupled with the predatory lending, right, where you had these banks and all that stuff, and 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 and, and loan companies uh, offering people um, these ridiculous interest rates, but you could get that money up front, and they know they couldn't pay it back, right? You know, the, the, I mean, uh, that that's why it's all about leadership, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and, and, and sound and what leadership. You and, what you and Doc discussing is important. Because, you know, somebody close to a dictator but working at a democracy works for a lot of people because they're strong leaders. They make good decisions because they're looking out for the people. And the people reward them with reelecting them. You know? Uh, and so, you know, but Putin is not rewarded because his people know that he's fighting against his own people in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and he's killing them. Yeah. And, and they cannot come to grips with the fact that he invades Ukraine. Now they're finding out that he really invades, and they're losing a lot of young people to the war, and it don't make sense to them. So they're they against it, you know? And, 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 and Biden writing it pretty good. <laughs> well, 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 the question I want to ask, I want to ask Docs, you know, the, the, the political the student and, and scientist uh, that, that he is, right, is um, today is the 21st. So, so we, are, we, are, we are three days away from our one-year anniversary of this invasion, you know, and because I believe it was February 24th, uh, 20, 2022, uh, when this happened. Um, I don't know how much longer this thing will last, you know, Docs. At some point, um, for all we know, there's probably a, 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 a insurrection or some type of some type of thing happening, brewing, right uh, under the surface. Because I don't think the people of Russia and the people of Ukraine want to be living like this much longer. Well, maybe Neville, that was one of the the, the, the movement of President Biden mm-hmm. to to, yeah. to you know, and, and the anniversary of this in, in invasion that he decided, listen, I'm going to come out front and deal with it. I believe that the people of Ukraine 
and the NATO countries basically are saying, listen, this thing has to stop. This thing has to stop. Because it is affecting us geopolitically in terms of uh, movement of products, movement of goods, uh, food. And I believe something is happening. When Biden is going over there to meet with... Uh, yeah, forgot, forgot. To meet with... with, with, with uh, NATO, Zelensky. yeah, Zelensky and other leaders for, of yeah. our countries in, in NATO, yeah, right. Is to explain. Listen, we got to we got to step it up. We got to do something to bring this guy down and stop this war. This war is affecting all, and I think Russia is feeling it even more because of its inability to, you know, sell its product as he wants to, and. The pushback that he's getting from those Ukrainians who say, this is our land, you're not going to take it. So they're basically, something is happening, something is rumbling. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of days, on the anniversary of this invasion, we hear something in terms of using certain weapons of war to assist uh, Ukraine in this fight against Russia. Well, you know, I am, um, and we're going to head to a break uh, in about 40 you seconds. Ronnie, I was reading about Camille Pizarro. Okay, you know, we, we, we're looking at trying to do something small scale um, come come July 10th, which is uh, his 100, the 193rd, 193rd birthday of Camille Pizarro over there in St. Thomas. And um, one of the things that I, I read about is that... Um, you know, war, war, war just is so. I mean, all it all it does is, it 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 it, it, it does, There's nothing good coming out of war. Nothing. It everybody. Yeah, yeah, man. And 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 when you read about the fact that, um, he had, I want to make sure, fifteen hundred paintings, over twenty years or something like that, and yes. and they got destroyed, right? And it was religion again, you know. You know what I'm saying? Religion, yep. religion again, man. I, 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 when I read that, I, I, I glad I was laying down at the time when I read it because it's so infuriating. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, and 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 you know, we, we, we gotta get we gotta get a, a better grip of of ourselves as a people. We'll take a break. We'll come back right after this. Rotary Club of St. Croix Mid-Isle Fundraiser Iron Bartender Competition sponsored by Diageo will take place on Saturday, February 25th at 6 p.m. at the Captain Morgan Visitor Center on St. Croix. Fundraiser proceeds will support the club's ongoing community service programs throughout the year. For information on the event, 340-226-0222 or rotarystst.stcroixmidisle at gmail.com. Have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. A free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teentime at vichildrensmuseum.org. 
A new year equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. BankofStCroix.com. And we're back here and analyze this. And we got the table talk. We got um, the CA, Mister, the Chief Legal Officer, Diana Russell from K Nine Ridge and St. Croix. Good morning, Councillor. How are you? Morning, Neville, and morning to your wonderful audience. Good. Now we got and this. Ducks we, too. Yeah, we got the CEO. We got the CEO from St. Thomas this morning. Um, the one and only Donald Ducks Cole, who was excused, uh, had some run-ins to deal with, but he's uh, back in in in, in tactical effect. Uh, this morning. Good morning, um, Mr. Cole, Mr. Majority Leader. How you doing? Good morning, Mr. President. I'm doing well. Neville, it's chilly over here in St. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> and the CEO, the CEO enjoying us, enjoying us this morning. Yet maybe you may have a later. Right? Okay, no, you know the CEO that got me things. So uh, Armando yeah. Rakilaver <laughs> from St. John. I think I don't know if you saw his message. No, I, no, I know he he sent me up a, a personal. He sent us a message. He's not. He's, he's, yeah. he's not available this morning. Yeah, something to do with his brothers. Okay, got run. He got run-ins. Okay, good. No problem. No problem. Yeah. We're, we're 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 good. So check this out, right? Like I said, I was reading about Camille Pizarro, right? Um, uh, the Franco-Prussian War, right? Which last? Which was from 1870 to 1871. He had to leave, right? Because he had Danish nationality. Remember, he was on the Danish West Indies, born in Saint Thomas, right? So yes. so he went to London. By the time he get back. Right? To France. Right? They said when Pizarro returned to his home in France after the war, he discovered that of the 1,500 paintings he had done over 20 years, which he, which he was forced to leave behind when he moved to London, only 40 remained. Now, Ronnie, I was doing the math in my head. 1,500 over 20 years means that he was painting... He was doing 75 paintings a year. Yeah. And it had to have been painful when you come back and only 40 remains. Here's what it said. The rest had been damaged or destroyed by the soldiers who often used them as floor mats outside in the mud to keep their boots clean. It is assumed that many of those lost were done in the impressionist style he was then developing, thereby documenting the birth of impressionism no but we're we gonna talk about the art part we're we, we gonna talk about you know we we don't complain about hard times here right and we're going through some hard times of course and we get energy crisis and all that stuff but our hard times really pale in comparison to what people had to go through back in the day on a running right and you know the whole egyptian history was uh, practically wiped out with the conquest of egypt yeah and throughout history wars and and just negative appreciation for human condition. Yeah man. Watch how watch how they they, they they dealt with Jesus. Watch how 
the Crusades dealt with a lot of things. Wars destroy, and humanity loses. And we, we got to be very careful. What's happening now in America with DeSantis talking about not teaching, you know, a significant part of American history because he has a very different view of it. And America got to stand up to that because the, the history of America is rich with contributions from black people. Mm-hmm. And to leave it out, you know, that's a war, a different type of war, Neville. Absolutely. But, 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 you, know, but you know, Docs, Ronnie bring up an excellent point with DeSantis. How, how can he really be a legitimate candidate for president? Right? When President Biden has shown that America must reflect the rainbow of colors that we are right now. And DeSantis is exuding a a a racist side to him. There's another way to say it. Where where he is discouraging teachings that are about or include people of color. How, how can he be a legitimate candidate, Doug School? I can't see it. Uh, his legitimacy, Neville Rani, comes from the former president. And what these guys are doing is the war of fear. We're talking about war. Mm-hmm. You have psychological war, you have yeah. physical war, psychological e- e- war. Economical war. war. Yeah. Economic war. The yeah. war of fear that you don't want to take the country out of the malaise it was in back in the in the days under shuttle slavery correct he wants the new the, the, the young people of of america to gravitate to the side of fear that these people with menelin are coming to take them and take them away and take their jobs and replace them and revolt and take the power away from them so it's a war of fear and how what's the what's the percentage of the votes that the former president got utilizing a similar tactic of fear, right? And that's what he's looking towards. There's a, there's, a, there's a group of people, let's say they're in a minority, but they are the ones that he is catering to. And he believed that that war of fear and that philosophy is going to take him to the nomination. I don't know what happens if he gets a nomination and then go nationwide. As Ronnie say, America has to fight back. And I'm looking, I'm looking at BT and, and some of the issues that they're talking about in, in Black History Month, that we have to fight back. The 1916-19 project that they banned and all the books that are being banned by African Americans written to, pro- to provide our contribution, you know, to Western civilization. And, and it, never I can go all the way back to Alexander the so-called great when they went into the library of Luxor, burned it and took all the stuff back and then uh, presented it as if they were the ones who invented all of these things here in America, Pythagoras and, and you know, Galilee on these guys. And all of that came out that was already written. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was already written. But, but, but you know, you, you know something, um, the, the way DeSantis is going on, Ronnie, 
he gonna learn a lesson that Randy Lugo Randy Lugo learned back in the seventies, Rogano. Um, you know he had a dominant victory last year when he retained when 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 he um was reelected. He beat he beat he beat um Charlie Crisp by like a million and a half votes, right? So there's a likelihood that he's emboldened by how not only the not only that he won but with the margin of victory. Yes. Remember remember um Randy Lugo beat Alex Mohead real bad for delegate to Congress in seventy six, right? And he thought, well, you know something, if I could beat Alex Mohead like this, then I could run for governor in seventy eight. And, yep. and and the same um behind cutting, I'm gonna use the other word, the behind cutting, <laughs> right? That he he gave to Alex Mohead, Wang Louis gave to him in seventy eight. You know why? It's a different race, right? He, exactly. He, 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 because you were dominant for governor, don't mean that when you take this thing nationally for president, it's going to be the same thing. You check? And I'm telling you, um, he, he really showing his true colors uh, early on um, because there's no need for him to be this extreme. Extremism don't last, you know, Ronnie. We, we've seen nope. that. It don't last. It can't. And, and it, it can't. can't. That's, a, that, that's it. It can't last. Uh, go ahead, respond to that, please. Yeah, the, the, the issue here is using the religious right and some, you know, racist organizations to promote his view of how America should look and what policy should be in place. But he going to get a rude awakening, like you said, Neville. That's Florida. That ain't going to go past a lot of states. Now, whether or not the Republican Party embrace him with his attitude and his views is the real problem, Neville. Because if the Republican Party embrace him, then the diehard Republicans, regardless of his policies and views of how America should run, they will vote for him. Okay. And, and part of it, I think, is the media. Let me give the media a 50-50 chance in doing the right thing regarding the next presidential election. They still have Trump in the forefront with things. And, you know, the media plays a very important part in American politics. And what I think that the media has to re retrofit its whole whole um, whole platform. Yeah, platform. Thank you, Neville. Into American politics and start to report facts and be truthful and get away from the alternate facts and Fox News. Well, 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 you're, well, you're not Ronnie and Ducks. Sensationalism, right, is 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 what the media is obsessed with right now, right? Getting this, getting a story first, not necessarily getting the story right, getting a story first, right? And and they're not being penalized for it, Ducks, and that's the problem, right? They, they're making things, they're making things up as they go. They're spinning things on a regular basis. Journalism as we knew it, right? In this day and age of social media where things can get traction 
and 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 they, I, I think the name is Goebbels. That, that that was one of the, the Nazis, right? And they said he said he was the one that that coined the phrase, "If you say something long enough and strong enough, people are gonna start to believe it." And they want us to cycle back to that mentality. And 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 there has to be a segment of the media that Ronnie is talking about that has to put up a defense and say, "No, we're not going that route." Absolutely, yeah. and we know that in the study of political science and government, they tell you that the press is the fourth branch of government. Mm -hmm. And the fourth branch of government has an obligation to bring forth a balanced view, not a jaundiced eye like the major network of facts. And, and Ronnie, Ronnie is saying, facts, facts. The vernacular song like, facts, <laughs> is facts. You right? know what I mean? Yeah. It's facts, and the following that this entity has and the lack of responsibility of bringing forth the truth is problematic. And Neville, I think you hit it on the head. If the Republican Party embraces, not Ronnie, embraces DeSantis in his movement, we're in for a rough ride. And yeah. the media, Neville, has to step it up. I remember when Donald Trump started to put forth all these lies. The first person I heard that say what he's saying is a lie was, uh, what's his name? And, and what's the brother name? And MSNBC. Uh, which, the which, last hour, the, the last word. Oh, um, La La Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell and the last word. He said, you got to call it what it is. It's a lie. Stop talking about bending the truth and not being true. <laughs> it's a lie. That, that, that's that's that, that's that's America's that yeah yeah. But that, that's but that's not just the media. That's America's yeah. way of being sophisticated with, with with, no, with, with, with the English language. You know what I'm saying? A lie is a, 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 lie, is a lie. lie. Yeah yeah yeah. A lie is a lie. You got to call it what it is. I yeah. mean, we we that the media has to do that. The media has to now move to the scientists and say, listen, what you're spreading is dangerous this country and the divisive movement of this country which you're further doing it needs to stop and they need to yes. expose it and bring forth the truth that the people of african uh, african-american descent african descent were the contributors and the foundation of civilization the facts are there neville but, well, but, the but, but there. here's that the quote Here, here's the quote from Goebbels. he said if you repeat a lie often enough people will believe it and you will even come to believe it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and and what happens now is, uh, with social media being so powerful, right? There are leaders who are buying into this belief, yes. knowing knowing that a percentage of the population are blind believers, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 they are gullible. They'll believe yeah. anything you tell them. Right? And 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 here we are at a time where the country is so polarized. Right? And let's look at the state of Texas, right? Numerically, Texas is has more minorities than, than white people. Yet for uh -huh. some re yet for some reason, right? Um the the, the Republican Party has a stranglehold on statewide elections when it comes to governor, Abbott just got reelected, right? And then you got mm -hmm. Ted Cruz and you got, um, I believe John Cornyn is the other um, senator from the state of Texas. 
and they are not threatened. I mean, Beto might come close, but he can only get 48%. He can get to that 50% threshold unnecessary. You just come saying they know what uh -huh. they're doing. The lies work, right? Yep. And and unfortunately for us here in the Virgin Islands, we are so small and close knit that the lies can't last wrong yeah. right? And remember Thomas Carlyle said, right? No lie lasts forever. Forever, <laughs> right? And and luckily we live in a nice, small, close knit society. Where you go get away with it. I mean, the George Santos, the George Santos saga is the most embarrassing thing for the American press in a good 40, 50 years. That he got away with this, right? The sham that he got away with. And and that's why I was speaking about because everything is connected <clears throat> when we had the shootings in Uvalde. Right? I remember remember you heard it in my voice when we were talking, right? It was actually the shootings in Buffalo, right? Buffalo. Uh, and then Uvalde was ten days later. But we were talking about Buffalo. And by the way, uh, Ronnie, you see how the boy, the boy uh, confessed to everything and said he read everything online. Um, he was in court last yeah. week, you know, right? He yeah. read everything online. He's totally um, guilty and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, could you imagine that, uh -huh. that 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 a young man would destroy his own life by reading something online and killing people just because they're a certain color? We got a long way to go in this. Uh, I thought we were really. What's the term? Civilized Westerners. Because you know the class is Western civilization, right? But yeah. the reality is, we got a long way to go, man. If this is happening, yeah, yeah. we got a long way to go. We respect that. So yeah. when, when we come back, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, I want us to touch a little bit on Jimmy Carter because, you know, he's in under hospice care now. And he he has lived longer than any president after their, after their presidency, which is interesting. And he's 98 years old. Uh, right now, he been out since 1981. That's 42 years. That's a long time. You know what I'm saying? So we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that right after this. A new year equals new business opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers deposit banking products, business online platforms, and commercial loans. Their SBA lending department offers financing options and access to capital for businesses. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peters Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix is an equal housing lender. Bankofstcroix.com. The Rotary Club of St. Croix Mid-Isle Fundraiser Iron Bartender Competition sponsored by Diageo will take place on Saturday, February 25th at 6 p.m. at the Captain Morgan Visitor Center on St. Croix. Fundraiser proceeds will support the club's ongoing community service programs throughout the year. For information on the event, 340-226-0222 or rotarysttstcroixmidisle at gmail.com. Parents, have you struggled with finding safe spaces for your children to meet up and learn through play and social interaction? Teen Time at the VI Children's Museum offers fun family learning for children ages 12 to 18 years old. 
a free program for all participants. For dates and information, 340-643-0366 or teen time at vichildrensmuseum.org. back here and analyze this the table talk we had a, an abbreviated version today normally we go hour and a half but today we had to go hour because we had the uh, orchid society folk on an hour number one they got their uh 51st annual show coming up uh this saturday and sunday down at the st george village botanical garden we got uh, donald dog school joining us from st thomas kind of nippy over there this morning is that dog cool it's nippy and it's breezy <laughs> over breezy, here on the north side of the breezy island breezy good ronnie how how how, how the breeze up on the north side over in uh, Canaan Ridge. Nice. And it looks kind of chill from, from here to me. Hey, chill. It's chilly <laughs> and, you know, a, a lot of rain. Never let me clarify something. When when we had that long pause, yeah. when you, you had to insult, I had a little distraction here. But really, what I wanted to say was the news media need to be true to the profession. Correct. The profession is reporting accurate news and when you lose that in your community and and we lose it in a nation you fed a lot of information that is un- inaccurate false and lies and then people don't know what to believe mm. and we, we suffer from that right now fox news like for example they they they, they twist stuff and make the facts different, slant it, and do things that good journalism would never do. And that's the problem. We suffer from bad journalism, bad reporting, and people who are not true to the profession of reporting accurately an event, a fact, or, you know. Well, well, well Ronnie, you, you touched on something there, and I want us to knock this out, and then knock out Jimmy Carter real quick, because I want to touch a little bit on and the jazz, the jazz event that we had, and and um, and um, tourism here in the Virgin Islands, Ronnie, you got you got uh, Fox News, right, on one extreme, you got MSNBC on the other extreme, right. That this is where PBS and CNN really supposed to be filling a void, you know. But even CNN now is look like they want to play this game. You know what they I'm saying? Play the game. Only PBS. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, and, and, and I know that, you know, um, self-praise, um, they say, is the cheapest praise, but in this case, is the most accurate praise, uh, because, yeah. because you know, here we are on an NPR station, and we try, you know, best, no, no, don't get me wrong, you know, um, Democrats far from perfect, we've heard the mistakes, there's no way, there's no way a George Santos could have get elected if Democrats were doing the homework, no way in the exactly. world, you check what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. so, 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 so it's not like as if we're not pointing out the errors on our side. And of course, ducks like to take a shot against my partner, MG the AG. Kawito Saf, you check, wow. and I, and I, <laughs> check. But, but the reality is, right, we have a bigger problem that we're going to discuss at some point down the road, right? Where if we are in 2023 and America is looking to the Joe Bidens, and the Donald Trumps of the world to lead us. Notwithstanding what side of the aisle you're on, and they are up there around 80 years old, there's something fundamentally wrong 
with leadership in America right now. I'm just being very Reverend, candid here. But Neville, don't forget, don't forget just an injection here that Trump started this thing that permeated that same culture of fake news. Mm -hmm. When you attack the media, you want to be able to attack the media so that the media would become allied to them. So yeah. you use the term fake news and that just catch fire all over the nation, man. And it started back in, You're right. not, not here in America, but that's what he did. You're so right. Fake news yeah. that attacked the media and that's what autocracy does. Uh, here's, here's another quote from Goebbels. This is, this is the kind of manipulation going on. He said, think of the press as a great keyboard on which the government can play. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm -mm. That was, that's a rough one. Yes, oh, sir. my God. Th think of the press as a great keyboard on which the government can play. And that's classic of what you are just mentioning where Donald Trump manipulated the minds of the masses into looking at the media like a keyboard that you could play. You yeah. and, and, and and then And then, you know, you say things that you know ain't true. You get away with it, and then you try to spin it, and then you have you know you have enough of the population that gonna believe your spin. Uh -huh. And in the end, the the, the masses lose quickly, gentlemen. Jimmy Carter, um, he was entered into hospice care over the weekend, so it looks like it's only a matter of time. Um, of course, you know, uh, he served from January of seventy-seven to January of eighty-one. He had to deal with the um the hostage uh, crisis over there. Uh, in or in Iran and all that, but history, uh, Ronnie Russell, uh, has proven him uh, to have been a good president. The Patriot missile that's a Carter, that's a Carter creation, and that's that's all that Ukraine asking for now, exactly. And Carter had a moral compass that was unbelievable, and people forget that as a leader, you have to have morality. You have to have a moral compass to figure out what's right, what's wrong. And, and throughout your life, you should display that. And that's what Carter did. Mm -hmm. After his presidency, he didn't leave the presidency and stop being involved in his nation. Let's call it his nation. He did a lot more for this nation after his presidency. And, you know, he was just, he, had, he wrote a book, I, I read it, and it's great. And the, the issue is, how does he leave his legacy? He leaving a great legacy as one of the best presidents uh, in modern time, okay? And, and Docs, he actually had a great post-presidency because home ownership and, and, and housing and, and, and building homes for people was a big thing for him. Uh, in his yeah. days after being a president. Yeah, homes so, uh, for individuals were hit. And, and Carter in, in, I visited the Carter Center in, in, in Georgia, mm -hmm. right? And what it displays there, and, and again, I have to say that Ronnie hit it on the head, a moral compass. Here is the man who, in his 80s, still teaching Sunday school, never. Yes, sir. So when you're yes. connected to the Most yes. High, the Most High guides you in ways that you don't even know that is going on because you are doing His work, mm -hmm. and that's what that's what Carter did. The moral compass that is that is lacking that Neville 
from from the the motors operandi that's been successful for them on their side of the aisle they're not gonna do Man that have the playbook until they get beat down and they need to get beat down <laughs> without a doubt well, Je neville, neville and ducks yeah. i thought that they got they got a beating in the midterm election and they didn't realize they get a beating no. maybe they they didn't feel the blows yet <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they need i think what they need is one of what we have down there that comes from the bull no but, but yeah 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 from, 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 from down there from down there okay Anali. but but check yeah, this out right they need a bull. but but check this out right that's part of the spin because remember now they they they, they, they regain the house you yeah. check so so even even though the the the, the red wave that they were talking about didn't happen. Their thinking is, well, we get a house, so we got to act like winners. You check? Yeah. When, 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 in fact, from a from a, a forecasting perspective, they were big time losers. Now, gentlemen, um, Friday night they had a a a, a, a concert down in Frederickstead on Strand Street. Uh, Ronnie Diane Reeves. So she she, she don't sky like we were saying in the in the, in the Caribbean. She don't sky like my son. Mm -mm. And she had a band out of this wall. Three Brazil, three, three Brazilian and a, and a Cajun, a man from Louisiana, and and yes. and and they know they they know how to blend chemistry. Yeah. Chemistry is a big thing with our musician, Mister. Yeah, and you know something, we won the Frederick said Riviera. Okay. <laughs> 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 Riviera, the Frederick State Riviera, man. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 Ronnie, but Ronnie, we, we could have had a cruise ship there that night, man. That, that was a good night for, for Harbor Nights or for uh, a floating hotel for the weekend for the fair. That's the yeah. only thing that's missing. Yeah, and, and it will come, Neville, because the event was extremely successful. What? Ronnie, you see the stage? I, yes. I, I I couldn't believe how they constructed the stage when I banked the corner and I see this monstrous stage right there uh, on Strand Street in, in one of the um the grassy areas. I said, what is this? My friend, they, they really, really transform Frederickstead and the waterfront into a concert area. And you know, in any concert, sound is key. Yes. And the sound man, I, I heard Dean Pan was part yeah, of that. Yeah, Dean Pan, he was the man. He was calling the shots. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful event and the song was great. People, it, it was beautiful. It had good food too. And you know, it, it, it mixed everything that we need to have uh, in, in St. Croix again. Like how, it, you know, it happened with the Jazz Festival and that wind. And then it happened with other events and you know, but now I think. Um, but it did, but it didn't. It didn't end there on a runny, um Saturday night over there, the forum in St. Thomas, um, the mariachi, yeah. the, mari the the lady mariachis were running things over at the forum, over there uh, by by Auntie Lee's school. So I I okay. want to take this opportunity to give props to Nicole Parsons and uh, and, and Dion Parsons, uh, United Jazz Foundation. They they know how to they know how to put on a show. By the way, I want to, I want to know no. Um, this table talk is a big thing, you know. I met a lady by the name of Michelle Ferris, and I told her I was going to talk about her on the show. 
and apparently she run things on the ground right for for uh for um for for for, for these concerts so so hear what she said oh my god I, i'm meeting the rock star neville james right <laughs> I love that. I, 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 no, I, I hear what you said. I listen to the round table every day, every Monday. You know what I'm saying? So I said, oh, the table talk. She said, yeah, I listen to it every Monday. So I said, well, guess what? I'm going I'm to give you a shout out on Tuesday. So I want to have to know that are you bigger than, than, than why are you? I, I, no, here's the, here's the term. Large and in charge, bigger than a barge. Are you, are you, are you, got, are you got it going? I don't know. Seriously. Are you, are you big? Are you big? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Neville, yeah, I just yeah, want to thank you and WTJX, right, mm -hmm. for incorporating this aspect into NPR. Listen, I when in my in my carnival, I listen to NPR, just straight NPR. We are talking about the media. I believe NPR plays a powerful role. Yeah. Yeah. In, in in the media and, and, and my cantant my, my cantant was here too you know, for the soul show he was here over the weekend yeah. and he was giving me some pointers and all that stuff about Diane Reeves uh, the fella Calvin Johnson and Native Son and then we had our Marsvin David and the Caribbean players um, yeah. um, look we gotta give the United Jazz Foundation royal props Dion Parsons and Nicole they know how to put on an event of course the Department of Tourism and the Lottery Office because you need sponsorship you need money to make these things yeah. happen. But but the point that I want to make in the last two minutes is we really need to step up and take control between November and March about hosting music events here in the Virgin Islands. This is an ideal time to get people to come down here because they're looking for reasons to travel and this is the place that they should be. I think we really got a potential and in particular with that Northeast Corridor, that being our niche, no immigration concerns because you can fly in and fly out. I, th I think we need to take that to the next level, Docs. I absolutely agree. And I, I know St. Croix had their jazz festival and that needs to return. Neville, over here in St. Thomas, right, down on Jambrose Beach, down by the airport. Yeah. I said that man put a stage in the water, right? <laughs> and then you up there. I mean, the ambience is so, so great and conducive for love. Gathering, camaraderie, fellowship, man. That needs to happen. I'm sure the Department of Tourism and 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 Dean Parson, his wife, and and man, they are looking forward to do that. So we can do that. You're absolutely correct, Neville. Well, they got another one. It got two more, you know. They got one on March 25th, and then they got one in May. But but it really, but uh, I'm glad it happened in, in Saint Croix. But we really need to promote the Virgin Islands, max out our potential, Ronnie Russell, and before you know it. We could lock in a marketplace for a long, long time. That's just my thing. Yeah, and it, we prime to, to host it now after COVID and with the restrictions, people ready to travel and enjoy themselves. Outdoor events, and though. Want, you need outdoor yeah. events be, be, yeah, because, of that, can, because of that COVID. You're right. With that COVID, you, got, yeah. you, you can't yeah, ignore that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bringing in a cruise ship when the event is happening. Oh, oh gosh. Prime. Oh, gosh. More money. You saw so? Yep. So I, 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 I part of whatever movement could bring more activities, especially musical events, to the Virgin Islands. I, I partial to uh, St. Croix and Fredericksted because... Uh, nothing wrong with that. Me too. And, and, Doc's, and Doc's partial to the capital. He like to brag about the capital. And of course, of course, St. John got to get love. St. John got to get love. For sure. 
Yeah. By, by the way, um, by, by, by the way, uh, Laura Nichols been 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 in the studio with me for the last ten minutes. I just want to to let the public know that I, I had I had some I had some additional power. Gentlemen, great discussion, and uh, maybe some bushy later. I'm gonna lie, you know, later in the week. I'm gonna lie, I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, All right. gentlemen. Thanks a lot. Great table talk. Great abbreviated version of table talk uh, this morning. And Michelle Ferris, I told you, I told you, I give you the shout out. You know what I'm saying? Glad to meet you as well. And and Nicole and Deanne, uh, good work um, making that thing a success. And everybody else who contributed. Um, thank you very much to the Orchid Society for joining me. Thank you, Lona Nichols, for being here and spending 10 minutes with me and all that stuff. And thanks to uh, my engineer and, and WTJX family and all that stuff. Be good. Be safe. And we'll back back tomorrow. The genealogy, genealogy, uh, Caribbean genealogy going to be on tomorrow as well as uh, Alison Degazan. Be good and be safe. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters.